Today on Solving for Multifamily, I'm joined by Mike Branham of Point Central. We take a look at smart apartments and prop tech and what's really changed over the last few years. Particularly, what's driving adoption? Is it resident experience or is it operational efficiency? We also explore a little bit around bring your own device. Where does resident tech fit in the operator world? Finally, we wrap up the episode by talking a little bit about what's on tap for 2024. Where are the trends going in multifamily and how will technology be used? So if you like today's episode, please make sure to tell a friend, hit the share button, and happy holidays. So Mike, thanks for joining the podcast today. Thanks. Good to be on, Robert. Absolutely. So one of the things that I'd be curious talking to you a little bit about is I didn't have the opportunity to go to Optech this year, but you know, I think there's some topics coming out of it. One of them in particular that you and I chatted just briefly about is kind of this whole prop tech world and how it's kind of changed or evolved over time. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you guys see in that space and then, you know, where Point Central kind of fits in and how you're helping solve for some of those problems that PropTech is is surfaced on uh, in multifamily? You know, what's what's really interesting is, you know, I've been in multifamily PropTech before it even had sort of a, a term, right? So 10 years ago at OpTech, you know, there was, we were scratching the surface on this type of technology, or at the time it was really more, hey, smart apartment technology, what does that look like for our space? What's really exciting to me is having been to every OpTech since is, you know, now it's not a matter of like, hey, is this going to, to be a thing in our industry? It's, yeah, it's accepted that it is. It's just how, how fast and how broad is it getting? And, and the example that I like to, to give is, you know, rather than just the behind the door technology of smart thermostats and smart lights and smart locks, what we've seen, and I think the pandemic really drove this, was more of this outside in approach, right? So now there's there's technology and opportunity that extends to the perimeter of a community and works its way all the way in. And, you know, I, I think it's a really exciting time for groups to sort of untangle or unwind their technology stack and, and really make it more seamless and simplified into perhaps just a single solution that incorporates all of these different technology touch points. So when we go outside in, you know, we talk about gate or intercom access, and then we get into the actual access control of the building and all the way to to the resident door. And that has to feel, especially for the resident and the property staff, like a single experience. You don't don't need a credential for the intercom and the separate thing for access control and this third thing for the door, right? It has to be unified. And with different types of users, there's more demand on communities now than there ever has been with meal delivery and package delivery. <laughs> the, you know, the poor property staff, they become package controllers almost, traffic cops, and they're also providing access for dog walkers and house cleaners. So there, there's just more, more demand to gain access to the property and technology can and it is a solution for that. And I think what folks are really seeing now is, is an opportunity to really unify all of that onto a, onto a prop tech or a technology platform. 
Yeah, I think I, I, I 100% agree with you that I always thought smart apartment was just the gateway to smart building, right? I, I think you really gain both the experience that you're talking about, that unified experience when you look at it as a holistic building. But I think you also gain the efficiencies that you're looking for when you think about all those sensors and the information and the data that it can start to provide and the insights back to your building. And then holistically, then that seems to me makes more sense than just looking at it on a smart apartment in insular to the unit. And I like the way you kind of drove it even further. It's, it's completely outside in. So from the first kind of entry point onto the property, whether that is a gate, whether that's, you know, the intercom, whether you're interacting with something in the parking garage, you know, it's, it's a, it's in the same vein, right? Smart apartment prop tech is, is more than just, behind the door in the unit. It's everything in, inside that building. Is that essentially what you're saying? Because I, I agree 100%. Absolutely. You know, it's this, it's it's more of an ecosystem for, for all of the stakeholders. And that's why, you know, again, these conversations get me really excited because there's this opportunity now to to have this, this technology that will impact all stakeholders. So if we look at the, there's property staff, there's the resident, of course, but there's also the building and those who own the building. So, you know, we look at the efficiencies and, and, and I love that conversation because what this technology is doing is it's becoming sort of this task automation checklist for property staff. So, you know, when, when integrations are in play and technology is implemented, now maybe, now maybe that maintenance professional doesn't have to necessarily go see if the thermostat's been reset because someone moved out or there's a dozen of those sort of, you know, unit checks on move out. Now this technology is doing that for the staff, and you know there's additional benefit there because you know now you're protecting the asset from you know hey maybe that hey I live in Denver we can go from 80 degrees to 20 in a few hours right so now you know you're not having these pipes burst and all these things that are absolutely preventable but sometimes the maintenance professional doesn't have time to get there so now you, you start sort of checking the box on certain tasks. And what this is also doing is, is groups, industries, you know, kind of got a bad rap that oh, we always move slow in multifamily. I think there's just more to consider in multifamily. So what we're seeing now is, is stakeholders look at the technology and say, okay, now we have this opportunity to maybe repurpose our staffing models by saying, okay, self-guided tours is helping our, our leasing agents, you know, actually they're not even calling them that anymore, right? It's, it, it's sometimes their retention specialist or property managers or, you know, technology concierge even I've seen, building managers, right? So you take self-guided tours and, and now that's enabling this opportunity to not only expand the hours of the leasing model, but also perhaps repurpose staff to focus on retention and resident engagement with staffing, you know, really focused on those types of experiences for the resident. Now you're having more influence on, on retention, and there's never been a more important time than retention right now with you know, the economic landscape being fairly uncertain. And with most properties are at 92 to 96%. So if, you're, if your focus is quote unquote leasing, you're probably not showing a lot of apartments with that type of occupancy. So, so what are we doing? We've got to repurpose and engage with residents. And so there's just more opportunity for that through technology, which is fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think some of the things that I'm hearing out there that align with what you're saying is one, just retention of labor, right? And so your staffing models are becoming a lot more challenging coming out of the pandemic. 
um, whether you're you're struggling against uh, the gig, gig economy or just the fact that there's always been historically you know more turnover in multifamily staffing anyways how do we manage that and if technology can help supplement or in some cases you know help you drive more efficiency and repurpose your staff I, I think that's really smart you know things like you said around self-guided tour and you know, the leasing agent you know in, in my mind it's always been about attracting and retaining your resident, right? But if uh, occupancy rates are spiked, then it really should be about, you know, retention and, you know, how do we use technology for the attractions side of it? So I think that that makes for smart decisions. If we go back for a second, though, to your model around, you know, using the technology to run your your property more efficiently, you know, the role of the maintenance person not having to check on thermostats or, you know, in vacant units turning temperature up or down or turning off lights for efficiency. I think on the flip side of it, that's where I think the adoption happens, right? Because when you can start to show the return on investment, and again, that's what I mean when you think about the entire property, all of those sensors are starting to collect the data that says, hey, here's the ROI by investing in this. I think we're on the cusp of seeing some really good use cases come out of that. Self-guided tour is a great one. Package delivery could be another one. You know, The energy management around vacant units and smart lighting, I think, have just as much to do with adoption as the actual resident experience on the flip side. So managing it from those two different viewpoints, I think will be critical for the industry to, to gain a hold of and maybe then creating those dashboards or creating those insights so people can start to see, hey, these investments really are paying off. We are seeing X amount of man hours saved because we adopted this technology. And I think we're based on just some of the ground game and the people that we're talking to, we're starting to hear some of that start to really shine through because of the adoption over the last maybe three or four years. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we, we always talk about at Point Central that the end user experience for the resident, is, it's obviously important that they're bringing that technology with them. They have a smart something they're bringing in, right? There's demand there for that. But really the Trojan horse is the operational efficiencies for the staff and the risk mitigation and building protection or even building insights for the asset owner and operator. And just understanding, you know, maybe traffic in, in certain common area locations. You know, security in, in those locations is, is certainly important. Enabling self-guided tours so it is safe for the prospective resident and seamless for that prospective resident, but also for the staff, right? Uh, and, and even the residents. You probably don't want a prospect walking into the model at, at midnight, right? So it's being able to, to have guardrails on when that prospect can actually step foot on the property is important. So, you know, for us, we've always looked at this as, hey, that resident experience is really, really important. And depending on the market, you may be able to sort of monetize, you know, some rent growth based on what's happening in that particular location. Um, but that's not the primary driver to move forward. The primary driver is absolutely how to have a seamless interaction with all stakeholders, unify the experience for staff, residents, visitors alike, and ensure the property is protected and the staff is, is now able to focus on things that are really important on the property that technology can solve for and might allow them to just, you know, engage with residents, plan community events, even centralized staffing to a degree, if, if that's possible, you know, for the, for the portfolio. Yeah, I think that still ties back to if you utilize that technology to manage your, your staffing that gives you more time to focus on that resident retention, right? And make those experiences great. And then if a byproduct of the technology is also a greater resident experience, then I think you've got kind of a winning combination. Still feels to me though, 
as if we're going down two pathways, one that's definitely resident focused. And that's great. I think the resident experience has to be amazing. Obviously, without residents, none of the models really work. But on the flip side, it does feel like the adoption kind of inflection point is if there's a good return on investment timeline, if there's net NOI to be generated either from the efficiency line and or from the additional value line, and then you can couple that with the resident experience, then I think you got the winning combination. So you brought it up. It's curious to me, love your thought on what you guys are seeing or if it's not really hit just yet. But one of the questions I get asked quite often is there seems to be some type of gray line out there between resident tech, things that the resident's going to bring into the ecosystem, and then building tech or the operator's tech. I'm not quite sure we're at a point where we have to solve for residents bringing their own devices. But then again, recently, I've heard some use cases that said, hey, I'd like some a personal camera inside my apartment. I'm not quite sure that would reside on an operator system, but maybe music, maybe other kind of atmospheric amenity type things would be. Are you guys seeing any of that today? You know, we we look at the the BYOD resident, right? And, and in most cases, that's a voice speaker. That's the Alexa. That's the Google Home to, to play music, to interact with devices, the devices that are inside the unit. And that's really the primary sort of BYOD type of device. Obviously, they can't bring their own lock. They can't bring their own thermostat. We are staying away from indoor cameras for a number of reasons. Sure. Um, liability, you don't want any of the privacy issues, things exactly, along those lines. Exactly right. So, you know, with that, you know, the resident can certainly enroll their voice speaker over the platform. And so then now there's a way for them to interact with the device that they brought in. And then that device will, of course, be unenrolled upon move out. So you know, that's been the, the most popular type of device. And then outside of that, it aligns well because the resident will, obviously, they need access to the fitness center or to, to the business center. And so whatever access control solution that harmonizes, you know, if it's point central, you know, it'll harmonize on a unified platform. That experience, that technology experience is now a, there's shared value there for the resident and the operator alike. Yeah, it's interesting. So what I think I hear you say is, you know, enrolling a personal assistant device, personal device that connects to the thermostat, connects to the lighting controls, it's probably here today, right? And then beyond that, probably want a firewall between the privacy thing. So not going to go touch the resident's personal cameras. <laughs> Let me touch that with a hundred foot pole, right? And I, I even do wonder about, you know, other devices. I, I'm not sure I, I believe that we're to the point, or maybe we will ever get to the point where you're going to be installing speakers and, and other things inside the unit that feels still like a personal thing that I want my own system around that. But the lighting controls to interact with, or I'm sorry, the personal assistant to interact with the base system things like thermostats, lights, maybe blinds, those type things, perhaps Alexa lock up my lock, that type thing, maybe, maybe a, a point where we're you know, there's an inflection point. We're getting to that time of year where people love to talk a little bit about the future. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to get to Optech. Anything new or what do you see as kind of what's next for our industry? What what are people trying to go solve next? You know, my biggest takeaway there was, you know, the kind of the future is now kind of a message that, that we gained from from Optech that a handful of years ago, again, it was, it was, is this going to be a thing? And now it's absolutely, I, I, I kind of, would liken it back to kind of the flat screen, right? Like 15, 20 years ago, that was a very exclusive 
you know, piece of te- technology that was in someone's home. And now the technology caught up as did the price point and the demand to where, you know, they're virtually in every home across the country. Technology now, what I'm hearing with owner operators is, hey, we just need to sort of pick a dancing partner that, that we trust will be in this space for the long haul. We're not getting a lot of, hey, how do we future-proof this? This is the future, and we just don't have enough communities that have actually taken those first big steps forward into unifying the experience for their buildings. Not to say that we're not looking at at certain forward-looking items that, that, that could be interesting, but right now, we're all keeping a really close eye on the speed of this technology. And what we're seeing is, hey, how do we continue to work with different integration partners and different platforms that have gained traction in multifamily that we know are dependable that we should bring into the ecosystem because that's what we're seeing is maybe a third-party CRM gains legs and they want to leverage that for a self-guided tour solution. But most groups will say, well, I have to start with my sort of home base smart home solution and try to integrate from there so they avoid having three, four, five different apps. And I think that really important place where we're at now is how do we unify the experience to ensure that the benefits of technology don't get overwhelmed with multiple technologies that now sort of work backwards on us. I think to to that point, we're seeing on the new construction side, we're seeing smart locks, you know, electrified locks as table stakes, right? To your point around, you know, everyone's got it now. The future is now. We don't see very many specifications, if any at all, go out without smart locks, which points to, I think there's additional pressure around the existing portfolios on what they're doing to uplift and and retrofit in their communities. So we're starting to see a lot more questions around how do we get this or access to these technologies in the aftermarket? There are some specific challenges in the aftermarket. Obviously, new construction is a brand new clean slate. Existing infrastructure is a little bit different to go tackle. And I think that leads to also a conversation around, I'm not just interested in doing one building. I'm looking, and timelines can be different, but I'm looking at what does this mean across my portfolio? And then finally, I think if you lean forward, there's probably a line in there that says, and we would like to be able to start to utilize that data and leverage the technology so that we can manage efficiencies across our region or across our entire portfolio. So I'm seeing a lot more questions that gravitate around centralization. I don't think it changes their ability to buy and sell buildings. I I think this is ultimately going to lead to more conversations around standards, the ability to have a more plug and play environment that makes managing portfolios a lot easier especially if we move into a recessionary environment, if new construction slows, if we see reinvestment in properties, and that's where the next kind of step or evolution goes. I think we're going to see portfolio managers, asset managers get bigger. I think I'm seeing mid-sized guys acquire smaller guys, big guys acquire mid-sized guys. I think the next natural step is, all right, how do I collectively now manage this portfolio using the technology out there? So we can use our CRM, so we can use our self-guided tours, so we can use our access control and everything else in a much more efficient way to manage across the entire portfolio. Those are conversations that seem to be starting to materialize um, based on some of the things that I've, I've talked about recently with some of my, my customers. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And in fact, what's interesting is we're starting to see, you know, if you sort of peruse LinkedIn, you know, you'll see... VP of smart buildings. That title didn't exist before with a property manager. Sure. 
asset owner, you know, even three years ago. You know, and if groups haven't made that move yet, we are seeing like IoT committees and advising advising labs. Yep. Exactly right. So and the sophistication level is there because it needs to be. Uh, because that's become sort of the third leg in the stool of, of, okay, well, what? tell me about the technology in the building or what needs to go in the building to help us operate efficiently. I think that's important. And I think, again, the more interesting part for me to watch would be, okay, then how can we leverage this data? And I think maybe that will be the next hurdle as well. Because once you have the technology in there, if you can start to glean insights from the data, then I think you'll really, I think some of the magic really happens at that point in time. And that's when the snowball just accelerates. Well, very good. Enjoyed the conversation today. Mike, if someone wanted to learn more about Point Central and your guys' offering into multifamily, where can they find more information? Sure. They can go to pointcentral.com and you know we have information there and, and I'm happy to, to have conversations as well. That's sort of what I wake up and, and have those interactions daily. Uh, Mike Branham at pointcentral.com and uh, happy to answer any questions uh, along the way. Very good. Well, I don't get a chance to speak to you before the holidays. Have a great holiday season and we'll catch you uh, in 2023. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Robert. You as well. So thanks for joining today's episode of Solving for Multifamily. If you like the episode, hit the like button. Share with your friends. We'll see you next time.